With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Can you hear? Did you want me to? Dr. Geneva Speaks. Thank you for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks, where you'll hear amazing leaders from across the nation and around the world. Your host, Dr. Geneva Williams, a cutting-edge, transformational leadership coach, hopes and believes this show will enlighten, entertain, and inspire you to make a difference in the world. So listen up as Dr. Geneva Speaks. Hi, and welcome. This is uh, Geneva Williams, and and welcome back as we take a look into the heads and hearts of leaders and the greater purpose they inspire in others. And I'm really so excited about um, this segment, and I want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be doing in March. As, As many of you may know, this is Women's History Month in March. We just Uh, finished a wonderful, awesome Black History Month in February. And in March, uh, we have a chance to recognize and celebrate uh, the achievements made by women. I don't know how many of you know, but Women's History Month used to be Women's History Day. Um, It was an international day, but it was only one day. And And a few years after that, it got uh, changed to a week, a whole week. Um, But then in 1987, Congress passed a proclamation establishing Women's History Month in March. And this purpose of that uh, was to um, show and demonstrate, recognize, celebrate Um, what women have achieved in our country, and primarily because the contributions of women had been too much ignored. And so I thought that as we talk on our show about leadership and what it takes to be a leader and learning about the struggles and challenges that leaders face and learning about um, their tricks and and strategies, the obstacles they face, their personal stories, what makes them tick and what ticks them off. As we do all of that on on this show, I thought it would be really phenomenal to have a chance to really highlight uh, women who are making just some awesome contributions to our uh, local neighborhoods and our community across the country. And so that's what we're going to focus on in this month of uh, March. Uh, and as, as as you know, as my listeners, you know I've been talking to uh, leaders from all across the country, uh, national leaders, and it's it's been great. But I thought I would also, on this uh, special month, this Women's History Month, focus on leaders in Detroit, Michigan. So if you don't, uh, if you haven't heard um, about Detroit, 
Um, and I don't think there's anyone who hasn't heard about Detroit, but Detroit is on its way back. So if you had gotten the news that Detroit was down and out, you got the wrong news. So oh, during this month, we're going to give you a, a, you know, just a slight glimpse into five phenomenal women who are making contributions not only here uh, in Detroit, but contributions that really have an effect uh, across the country, and I'm so delighted that we're going to kick off this looking at uh, women in leadership, their awesome contributions during Women's History Month. I'm just delighted that our guest today is game changer and business leader, Tanya Allen. Tanya is the president and CEO of Forever Fresh, and They're makers of forever fresh disposable undergarments. And you can find Tanya's products at Walgreens, CVS stores, and on Amazon.com. Forever Fresh is also featured in the Catalog of School Health, which is a national distributor to over 60,000 schools and colleges around the country. Believing that whatever you aspire to do in life is attainable with faith, perseverance, and willingness to continue to learn, Tanya is a concierge also at the Wayne Metropolitan Airport. She's a graduate of the executive program at Dartmouth. Dartmouth College and has received numerous awards, including Michigan's Outstanding Young Minority Entrepreneur. And her company was the only U.S. firm to receive the prestigious award in Geneva, Switzerland from the European Disposable and Non-Woven Association. Just a phenomenal recognition. Now, also, Tanya is president of the National Association of Women Business Owners in the De- of the Detroit chapter, and that's uh, NABO, it's called, uh, 90 chapters in the United States and also is affiliated with the World Association of Women Entrepreneurs, and it represents the interest of all women entrepreneurs in all kinds of businesses, and Tanya is the president of the Detroit chapter. And let me tell you this, this March, right here, right now, in Women's History Month, Tanya will be the Career Mastered Awardee for Leadership in Action. This prestigious honor acknowledges the victories, challenges, and stories of the women who have helped to make our country what it is today. I'm sure you can understand why I'm so delighted that this game changer is my guest starting off today. Tanya, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Delighted to be just, here. Well, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Now, now I know you're in Detroit, Michigan, and I know it must be sunny yes. and bright and about 80 degrees, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a few days ago. <laughs> Almost, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but uh, yeah, we've got a big storm coming in, and uh, but so far, you know, compared to last winter, I'm not complaining. I- I'll take this yes. because I know it's March, and this will this soon will pass. That's right; it certainly will. Well, Tanya, today, as you know, this month is uh, 
Women's uh, History Month, and you're yes. kicking off this series, and I'm just so very honored. Uh, you know, I've I've shared with our listening audience just a little peek, a li- just a little <laughs> glimpse of your background. Um, but but tell us about Tanya Allen. Well, you know, uh, I I can tell you that I I guess I would be classified as a serial entrepreneur because I have uh, multiple businesses. But more importantly, I am very, very passionate about developing uh, and improving the quality of life, uh, and especially uh, from a business perspective of women. And and that is why I've gotten so involved with uh, NABO, uh, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners. And you talked a little bit about that, and, and I'm, I'm really honored that I have this platform uh, to share uh, about this awesome organization. Um, NABO is 40 years old, actually 41 years old this year. And many uh, people don't know that this organization uh, was started out of the need of women to really get equal access um, uh, for funding for their businesses uh, before NABO got started women could not even get loans unless their husbands mm-hmm. signed for them. You, you, you're probably mm-hmm. aware of that, but a lot of young women don't realize that. And it was the uh, the urgence of the H.R. 5050 law that prohibited banks to discriminate against women on those bases. And NABO mm-hmm. was the driving force behind that legislation. Okay. And so when you have an organization that can give you that kind of clout, and we are still, um, the national office is still based in Washington, and they are very, very um, focused on uh, driving legislation and improving um, the playing field, leveling the playing field for women business owners. So so I'm very, mm-hmm. very excited to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Novel's been not only around for a while, but it has really been in the forefront of making changes for women who want to be in business, who need access to capital. Um, oh, correct. I, Absolutely. Now, 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 how did you get started with NAVO? Um, wow, it's been a long time. Let me think. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined several years ago. And then I got out of NAPO, and then I went to, probably about five or six years ago, I went to an event, and I don't know if you know Jackie Taylor with okay. uh, Dakota. She worked for Andre Rush's company, and she okay. said, I want to invite you. You need to come to this event. You need to come to this event. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, uh-huh. I came, and I was so impressed with, um, the enthusiasm and the things that were going on, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm going to join. And mm-hmm. this time I, I I got involved, and I got involved in a committee. And the next thing I know, I was on the board, and from there um, I became the uh, current sitting uh, president. And, and I do mm-hmm. some things. Um, I've, I've served on the national nominating committee, so I'm – uh, really getting to know the organization, you know, from the top down. And, and there's just so much opportunity, um, you know, for women to develop themselves, their their um, 
business development, their personal development. Uh, you know, and, and it's it's a sisterhood. Um, and and mm-hmm. you know, you've, okay. you've been around in business and you know, have those days as a woman where you just need another woman to talk to that understands, you know, what you're going through because, you know, unlike, you know, our male counterparts in many cases, not all, uh, we have to balance a lot. And some of us are, are running businesses, taking care of kids, some taking care of kids, and some are taking care of parents. So we have to balance a lot to do what we do, and and this organization provides that emotional support as well. So, so now your president, uh, during your presidency, what what do you see for the organization? Do you have some specific goals or action items that you're going to be uh, putting forth or getting your chapter oh, to be involved in? Okay. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, that happened, you know, when, when the economy went down, of, of course, it affects all businesses, and, and, and women business owners are hit to me probably even harder. Uh, when the economy went down, you know, we women could not um, uh, either afford to be. It's a membership-based organization, and a lot of women couldn't e- even um, maybe not afford it or, quite frankly, a lot of them lost their businesses. So mm-hmm. a few years ago, we got into a rebuilding mode. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, uh, I was very, very focused on is really uh, communicating to women that I come across, you know, we are a selective organization. We, we're looking for women who have a passion for growing their business but also have that same passion for helping other women. And, you know, my my line to them is if you are as passionate about helping others as yourself, then this is the organization for you because we need people that want to support other women. And, and, we, and we do that. Um, I, I tell women all the time when, when I meet a woman, whether they're quite frankly, whether they're a novel member or not, but as my role as president, my focus mm-hmm. is on my membership. But when okay. I when I meet a when I meet a NABO member and she tells me what type of business she does, I kind of put that in my mental Rolodex, so that when I'm out and about, if I see an opportunity for her, I'm going to make that connection for her. Mm-hmm. And, and and so we this, are. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. So, so we so, so we're so we're doing that. Yeah, we we're 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 we're. We're creating that type of culture within our organization. So women are mm-hmm. starting to do that. We we really get excited about helping someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, we kick we we kicked that off at our annual meeting when I became president last June. I asked our committee. I said, you know, we we want to. We started to get new members. I said, I want to focus and encourage these new members. So let's have a three-minute pitch, first come, first serve, and we got, I think, three or four, maybe maybe four or five women business owners. They were all new members, and we let them do their pitch, and I told the audience, I said, now, when these women finish their pitches, if you have an encouraging word for them, you may have a business opportunity, you may have some advice to give them to help them, 
I want you to raise your hand with your business card, and they're going to come and get it. I wish you could have seen the excitement in the room. Mm-hmm. It okay. was it was awesome. Okay. It, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that set the stage for my presidency because it's about helping you grow your business. Mm-hmm. So, so Tanya, why do you think there was that excitement there? Why, why do you think, because, you know, we often hear that or said that, you know, women, you know, are too busy competing with each other. They really don't. <laughs> do you find that to be true? Or, you know, was the excitement in the room of reaching out and, and helping each other more of what you found to be the case? Uh, we've created that culture. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it. I've lived it. You know, the, the, there's mm-hmm. a side of the coin of in the world where that happens. I try to surround myself and be that example to say, this is how you can be as a woman and as a businesswoman. You don't have to fall into that, well, we don't help each other, and we don't do this, and we don't do that. So I purposely did that to set that mindset and that culture that in under this administration, this is the direction that we're going. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. working very closely with our president-elect, Gina Hitchens, who will take over in June, you know, to to, to continue the path that we're going in. And, and, and that's where that planning and collaboration comes in, because if you don't work together, you know, then, then my legacy means nothing. If, if, if we do all of this and I don't work and collaborate with the future leadership, then what have I done? Mm-hmm. So, so NABO and, and clearly what you have on your agenda, you, you're you're um, creating the opportunity for business women to network with each other, to find different business opportunities, to be supportive. Does NAVO also help women business owners with capital and access to capital? Because I know that's a tough one. That's a, and and that's an ongoing one. It never ever stops. <laughs> and what mm-hmm. we do, we we have collaborations with um, the Great Lakes Women's Business Council, with Inforum, with MMSDC. We collaborate and work with organizations like that um, to give women access. We don't provide funding, but we provide access or direction and opportunity to where they can get funding or maybe get get. Um, business opportunities or contracts okay. that will mm-hmm. obviously help them. For, for example, one of, one of the um, um, interesting um, phenomena that, that, that we do in our organization, we have a lot of corporate uh, sponsors, for example. G, GM, okay. for example, is a gold sponsor for NABO, and we're very excited to have them. Comerica Bank um, is a, a silver sponsor. So they have been supporting us for a very, very long time. When a potential business owner that may have opportunity, um, for example, with GM, well, you know, we have a, we have a representative right there that um, can facilitate um, the opportunity, direct them to who they should go to within their company. So they help give our members access to their mm-hmm. opportunities. F- FCA, um Chrysler, um, Fiat Chrysler Automotive, as they are now known, uh, is a mm-hmm. national novel sponsor, 
And okay. this year, um, we are having, uh, for the first time, I've driven our organization to think out of the box. And okay. uh, FCA has, a for the first time, a female that's over the Dodge Ram brand. She, she heads up okay. that brand. So we decided what better way to support a woman than to uh, pick the Ram truck to raffle. So at our top ten awards, March 17th, which mm-hmm. honors ten businesswomen um, throughout Michigan, we are actually going to pick the winner of that truck that night. So oh, it's going to be okay. a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and we'll we'll be selling tickets up until that night for that. But that's it's a fundraiser for our organization. But when we do things. You know, we we also have, um, you know, dual motives for it, you know, with with that mindset of supporting women. And so I couldn't Mm -hmm. think of a better better brand. People say, well, why a truck? And then when we tell them, they go, oh, I get that. So Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know what, if you want to drive a truck, buy it, buy a ticket and donate it to one of your employees. Maybe they want to buy it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe they want to drive Mm -hmm. a truck. So, but, but, but that's the mindset that, you know, our, our, our organization uh, focuses on. Uh, we, we, we do a lot of what we call circle of learning events um, okay. for our members uh, in between our major events. And they could be fun events from, you know, really some serious things. We're, we're, we're having uh, an event coming up in April. We're working on the date now, for example. Varnum Law Firm is a new sponsor. And they are going to do a seminar for us on um, uh, transitional planning, you know, financial planning, um, you know, for our members. So that's something that, you know, is more serious. And on the fun side, we had just the circle of learning um, last week with Carlisle. Carlisle, we have two members that are Carlisle fashion experts. They sell the the Carlisle wine. And we had um, uh, wine and, you know, hors d'oeuvres at one of our members' uh, fabulous office, ISCG in Royal Oak, Marianne Levoy. And they showed us how to mix and match our wardrobe. So, Oh, you know, it was, you know, something around the business, but it was fun. It was a, it was a fun event. And, Uh you know, we had probably 50 women there, and, you know, when we finished, they all got to stand up and introduce themselves and tell us about Uh their business. And there were Uh were actually connections made that night. Yes, yes. Well, that sounds like fun. So so did you hook up a, a terrific outfit? Because I know you're a shark Well, you know, you know, I had to buy one before I left. Okay. Of course. Yes. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's really supporting. Right, that's really Dr. Geneva, they, they had a skirt. I They had a skirt I just could not resist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. I've got to get it. But, but to your point, we do encourage a lot of business-to-business um B2B with our members as well. That's big. That's okay. so big because okay. sometimes we're so used to trying to grab, you know, the big corporations. There's a lot of business that you can do between yourselves. And That's so right. we, right. we really focus on that. And, you know, I, I tell our, um, our members, 
you know, when you need something, go to your membership book. Who does this? Who's the mm-hmm. first person that mm-hmm. I need to call? I, you know, I need an event planner. Well, we have event planners. You know, um, mm-hmm. Marianne Levoy's office. I need office furniture. She has fabulous office furniture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have PR uh, firms that that are, are uh, uh, Georgella Muirhead. I don't know if you know Georgella. Mm-hmm. Georgella mm-hmm. is a novel member, and uh, mm-hmm. she's actually doing our PR for uh, Top Ten. So, so we try so, to so support you, each other. You, yes, and you have all these resources, it, it seems, within Navo that you use. And, and I, really, I really heard what you were saying about setting the mindset, uh, establishing the culture of not only doing business with other women, but also supporting each other. And so it seems like, you know, that's a very important part of, of your agenda and something that I think is very important um, and a very much a leadership move on your part. Yes, yes. We we, we are very excited about that. The, the other thing that we did um, um, on, under this administration, we, we noticed you've got to understand how to get to um, – your uh, customer, and okay. we have a beautiful, we have a wonderful website. It's a great website, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we noticed okay. that the only time people really went to the website is when they were buying tickets for an event because you have to register through our website for our event. So I said, you know, we mm-hmm. really need to beef up our social media uh, content and really start blasting information out. It has made the war a world of difference. We got in mm-hmm. in February, we got five new members just in February. And uh-huh. so um we're putting the content out there and we're also when when our members something great happens to them, we we toot their horn. We say send us the mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. and we'll blast it out mm-hmm. on our social media pages because Women, for the most part, and I don't know if it's because we are nurturers by nature, we tend to be more in supportive roles as opposed to uh, more leadership roles, just, just in life in general. And, and that transitions over into our businesses, and we don't talk about our successes like our male counterparts do. So we encourage okay. women if something good is happening, let the world know. It's okay. It's okay well, to Tanya, brag about you know, things. Well, Tanya, this is perfect, a perfect segue because I want to talk to you and for you to tell the world about Tanya Allen, the entrepreneur, the business person, <laughs> forever fresh. Okay. That is my about, baby. You know that is my baby. Right. But I, I can tell well, you okay. yes. that the what people – need to understand when you're passionate about something you really and you really want to take it out as a business you've got to be willing you've got to be willing to sacrifice and people see forever fresh you know the panty they see the packaging they see it in stores but they don't know all of the heartache all of the suffering <laughs> that it took to get that product 
to market. The failures, I my company shut down. This is my third time launching this product. And you mentioned CVS. I'm I'm not in CVS anymore. Uh, I'm okay. in selected stores and Walgreens. And let me tell you that story. And it's a good. I'm glad you brought it up because it's a good story. Sometimes. Good. When we are, we have a product, and I'm speaking from a product retail perspective. You can sell your product and put it anywhere, but you got you have to be able to back it up from a marketing perspective. And as bad as I wanted to stay in CVS, I did not have the financial bandwidth to be able to support that product in a launch. For example, um, when you compare. Uh, Fem hygiene market is very competitive in and of itself. And when you are well, trying Tanya, to launch, Tanya, mm-hmm. Tanya uh-huh. let me just let me just pause for just a second. Just uh-huh. share with our listening audience what is Forever Fresh. Okay. And then I want to hear about that's, that's a good idea. What is, what is it? Yeah. Well, what is it? let me let me tell you what it's not. It's not a diaper. And a lot of people um, think it's a diaper. Forever Fresh is simply panties, underwear, but you can throw them away. They are disposable. If you can envision uh, a non-woven material like a hospital cap, Mm -hmm. that is what the product is made of. We Mm -hmm. altered the basis weight so that when you sewed it, it wouldn't tear, but it was light enough to be very, very breathable. It's hyperallergenic. It has mm-hmm. latex-free elastic, and we sell um, briefs and bikini styles, and some of them come mm-hmm. in colors and patterns. And okay. we recently launched uh, our children's brand called Toddy Fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people will say, well, why... Why would a person need disposable underwear? Well, let's go back to why I invented them. As a as a woman, I personally got tired of staining underwear on a monthly basis. And I'm thinking, well, why are we doing this and we're wasting expensive underwear? So during that time of the month, why don't I just wear something disposable so that if I mess it up, who cares? And that was mm-hmm. the genesis okay. for that concept. And okay. when I when I when I spoke to um, when when I first thought of it, the first thing I did, and mind you, this is over twenty five years ago. So this okay. was a time, quite frankly, when um, people were squeamish and uh, about talking about fem hygiene, and quite frankly, to mm-hmm. a certain extent, they still are today. Mm-hmm. But I talked to my girlfriend, and I was so excited about the concept. Um, that I had before the undergarments, I thought uh, I will make a pad with wings. So I I sat at my kitchen table, I cut some pads up, folded them, and I thought, voila, this is the answer. But when I told my friend, my girlfriend about it, she laughed. And and later on I discovered she was really laughing because she was embarrassed to talk about the subject. It wasn't the the idea. Mm -hmm. It was just embarrassment Mm -hmm. from talking about it. So I talked with someone else who was a businessman, and he laughed, and I was so discouraged. I literally mm-hmm. took that little pad, threw it on the shelf, and forgot about it. 
And about four years later, the same lady that laughed called me up and said, girl, you remember those pads you made with the wings? And I said, yeah. She said, I just saw them in the store, and they're called Always. Uh-huh. So That's right. I immediately, <laughs> I made those way before they hit the market. I immediately okay. repented at that same table, and I said, God, if you give me one more chance, I won't quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And okay. that's when the thought came, well, make disposable underwear. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to cost me a divorce, shut my business down twice, lose almost everything I had. I didn't know it was going to take all of that, but I I said mm-hmm. I wouldn't quit. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, I have gone the gambit. And now I'm on my third launch of this product, but I'm bringing the Tidy Fresh now along with it. And okay, so it, I can so that's tell, for, yeah, that's for that's for children, that's right? And people say, "Well, why for okay. children?" Well, my my mm-hmm. customer actually asked me, "Can you make one for children?" And I'm thinking, "Yeah," because mm-hmm. I had um, when I did my business plan, I had. Cr- women and children, but I didn't have the market for children's. And, you know, when, when you're trademarking names for, for products, once you get that trademark, you have a certain period of time that you must get that product on the market and sell it in, in commerce or you lose the trademark. Mm-hmm. So okay. because of that, literally – Dr. Geneva, I kept the name in my head for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And when my customer asked me, did I, could I make a children's, I said, absolutely, and I even have a name for you. And then I thought, oh, my God, I hope it's still available. So I called my attorney, and mm-hmm. they did the search for me, and it was available, and we were able to get the trademark for Tidy Fresh. Okay. So, so Tanya, tell me, so uh, Forever Fresh, Hotty Fresh, you talked about a couple of uses. What what other ways can you use these dis- disposable underwear? And, and let me also ask you, Tanya, now, now are, are they cute? I mean, because, you know, do they look good? I mean, because you know how it is with, with us as women, you know, certain times right. we, we do want some nice-looking underwear. Uh, I, you know so, what? I so wear what the bikini. Like? Tell, tell me. I wear the bikini. Oh, so you got bikinis. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, I wear the bikinis. The full brief are, mm-hmm. are, you know, just like any other full brief. If you want a little more okay. style, then I, I would advise okay. the bikinis. Uh, okay. At some point, we are going to make thongs, and um, uh, we're going to add some more designs to uh, the children's line. But but the, but the purpose mm-hmm. of the undergarment, um, and on my website, we actually have a video that actually shows you how to use it. Okay. The uniqueness of the panty is it, it actually has a pocket. And let's just say um, you have a, a woman who has um, stressed urinary incontinence, minimals, but she doesn't okay. want to wear a diaper. You can actually okay. thread a pad in the pocket. Now you've converted ah, okay. this panty into mm-hmm. an incontinent undergarment, but it's not mm-hmm. a diaper. Because, see, with the depends and all that, that bulkiness in the back, and you can hear yes. it. You know, people, right. 
you you still preserve your dignity. Now, if you're if you're mm-hmm. uh, excessively incontinent, this is not the product for you. But this is for minimally incontinent okay. issues, and mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons, quite frankly, men use my product. They might they won't tell you, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they do use it. If, if they've had like uh, a prostate uh, issues, I've, I've had men to call mm-hmm. me who, who've had prostate mm-hmm. issues and they have a little leakage. And they were looking for the product. And I asked them, well, you know, why are you wearing it? They said, because I can I can thread the pad in the pocket, and I know I have the confidence that it's not going to fall out. Mm-hmm. And so, if they so are out Tanya, and need to change, they can throw it away. Mm-hmm. Right. So tell us, Tanya, so you mentioned, you know, it took you a lot to get to where you are today with your, yeah. with your product. Share some of the, you know, I mean, we, we can, you know, we go on your website. We know you're president of NAVO. You've been given all kinds of awards. We see the successes. But but tell us a little bit. Tell us about something that was a a big challenge, a failure, something that really made you think oh you were going to give it all up. I have so many of those. <laughs> Let me tell you. Well, share, share uh, one with us. Wow, let me see. I've got to give you a good one. Um, I can tell you one. My my first my first um, uh, opportunity was in a major retailer, and it was a trial for two hundred stores, and they had about twenty five hundred stores. So this was big. I mean, this was huge for me. And mm-hmm. I was so excited. Uh, this is We were manufacturing in the U.S. at the time. We're, we're manufacturing uh, offshore now because of the cost. We just could not get the cost down. And that's, a, that's mm-hmm. another story we'll talk about. But anyway, so, so, so I get this big order. And for 200 stores, it was a $40,000 order. Now, this was back in the late 90s, mid-90s. Okay. So that was okay. a pretty big order for me. And we mm-hmm. played, and, you know, I was married then, young kids, and we're all excited. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm leveraging my dog, my kids, my husband, everything mm-hmm. to get this order out. So I get the order there, and we ordered what they asked for, my my. Biggest mistake in that experience was not knowing my customer's customer. Because they were such a big entity, I just made the fatal assumption that they knew their customer. In this case, they did not. So the order Mm -hmm. gets into the store, and it's not selling. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm panicking. I'm like, well, what's going on? So so I first Mm -hmm. found out that... The first reason it wasn't selling, it was still in the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So they get it into the stores finally. And then I sell out of all the petites, uh, I'm sorry, the the mediums, the larges, and the extra large. I got all these petites left. And Mm -hmm. the only petites that sold in a particular store was I was doing a demo there, and there were some Girl Scouts there. So I approached them and told them about the product, and the the uh, the uh, Girl Scout leader, she says, oh, this will be perfect. We're going on a camping trip this weekend. So that mm-hmm. was the store that bought all the petite. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I started getting letters from customers. I need large. I need extra large. 
Well, uh-huh. the store ordered probably ninety percent of that order was small and petite. That I see. Okay. Chain's average customer was large, extra large. So number one, mm-hmm. they didn't order what their customer base was, and I didn't know to tell them because mm-hmm. I assumed mm-hmm. that they knew their customer base. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then the customers started tearing open. They were breaking open the, the, the smalls and petites. They were tearing the packages open. Well, people don't know that when product is damaged to the manufacturer, the manufacturer pays for that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting all this damage where people are just wishing this petite fit that didn't fit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so now I've got that bill on top of they hadn't paid me, and mm-hmm. it was a sheer nightmare. Uh, and so that, what did you do? That put me so out of business. You... That, that was the first time I went out of business. Oh, Oh, because I was going to ask, what did you do and what did you learn? So that that that's you said that put well, you out of business. It put mm-hmm. me out of business. I had to shut down um, because they asked me, "Well, we want you to come back and bring us, you know, more, you know, medium, large, extra large." I was so right. overwhelmed. Yeah, I had scraped every dime to get you the order mm-hmm. in the first place. You order the wrong mm-hmm. stuff. I, and I just didn't right. have the capacity to replace that okay. order. And so, so what did you? I, so 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 that put you out of business. But you 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 definitely came back. So why and how did you come back? Well, you know, I got a I got a job after that, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and okay. um, and someone called me um, from the BMC and said, there's an opportunity for you. Uh, would you like to get into the, um, glove, uh, latex, uh, glove opportunity at the airport? I mean, at the, um, at the hospital, at the BMC. I said, sure. Um, okay. So, so the immediately DMC, my, the DMC is the yes. Detroit Medical Center. Detroit Medical mm-hmm. Center. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Detroit Medical Center. So, so mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, if I get into the hospital with the gloves, then I can eventually bring the panties in. So that was my thought process. So I said, okay, I'm oh, gonna, okay. this is a great opportunity for me. So I said, well, well, can I brand my own packaging and my gloves? And they said, yes. Yeah. So quite naturally, I made my gloves, latex gloves for the hospital, um, forever fresh gloves. One of the innovative mm. things that I did that's still in the industry today, and I didn't realize that I was the the one of the first, I know I was the first to do it because I'd never seen this in the hospital. The gloves that they were using, um, you know, had one size on them. So I thought, you know, I, when I started doing the research, I thought, well, you know, they really need a glove box so that no matter how you store it in the hospital, you can see the size. And they also mm-hmm. need a color code. So when I created my boxes, mm-hmm. I made sure that the size was on every side except the bottom. So no matter how you stored the glove, you could see what size it was. And then mm-hmm. I color-coded the sizes so that eventually mm-hmm. a nurse could say, okay, that box is pink. I know that's bleeding. That box is purple. I know mm-hmm. it's not. And they could just go grab it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was a very innovative thing. We got the gloves in. I had like almost a $2 million contract. And 
then my my competitors um, thought, well, you know, we want that business. Uh-huh, <laughs> so uh-huh, uh-huh. when somebody is a Fortune 100 company and you're a little entrepreneur, you know who's going to win that battle. So mm-hmm. before I can so, so even focus to, on yes. yeah, uh-huh. So, no, I just want to make sure I'm, I'm – so because it seems like you went from the forever fresh, the disposable the disposable panties, and then another mm-hmm. opportunity came, and so then you went into the gloves, and then you yep. did a rebranding in terms of the naming. So it just seems like you just kept leaping at different opportunities. You had the failures, the setbacks, and then you just – created something different and kept coming back and well, you is, have to is keep that coming where you, back. Yes. Is that right. a, I mean, is there a op- lesson is there a lesson in that? Well well there there's a double lesson in it. Number one, you can't quit. Okay. And if an opportunity okay. gets you to the position where you can really do what you want to do, which was bring my product back, mm-hmm. that's one lesson. Okay. And that's a good lesson. But the second okay. lesson to that once I got into the hospital, I got into, oh, I was doing scope and instrument repair business. I started doing all these other things, mm-hmm. and that kind of led me away from the focus of what I wanted to do the gloves for in the first place was to get the panty back into the hospital. So I see. Okay. when that business, when, when my partners brought me out, I looked back and thought, okay, what lesson have you learned from that? And mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. to stick to your core competency. Okay. I okay. should have stayed, you know, getting in the, the gloves is fine, but instead of going into the other business, the scope and instrument repair, because it, 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 I had to have employees. It took a lot of time, a lot of paperwork. That That time could have been allocated to, Focusing on getting that pant, being more aggressive and getting the panty back into the system or mm-hmm. the hospital or wherever I mm-hmm. wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't stay mm-hmm. focused on forever fresh as I should have. So, so mm-hmm. that was my second lesson. So my first lesson was knowing my customer's customer. Okay. My second lesson was sticking to my core competency. It, it look, you're the panty lady. Stick with it. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't do that. And, and so uh-huh. now I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I got another opportunity with the airports, and that's another business. But that business mm-hmm. allows me to still do what I'm doing with the panty. Okay, which is your and core business, your core passion. My core passion, but the airport right. is. It's a huge opportunity for uh, my partners and I, and um, and quite frankly, long-term, from a strategic perspective, it is somewhere that I can place forever fresh because travelers need mm-hmm. underwear, get stuck in an airport. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a lot right. of people That's can right. use them when they travel. So it's a great travel product. So mm-hmm. being in mm-hmm. an airport environment, you know, allows me to kind of scope and plan, you know, to transition, you know, forever fresh into that market as well. So you're at the airport now? What are you doing at the airport? 
Um, my partners and I, and you probably know my uh, my partner Phil Pierce. Yes, I know well. you know Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Phil and I um, own a company called AP United, and mm-hmm. we partnered uh, back in 2007. We formed the company, and we partnered with um, Lagadier um, Services, retail mm-hmm. services, and mm-hmm. we did it on some retail locations at Detroit Metro Airport. Terrific. We have, um, yeah, we have six retail stores. We have a, a beautiful uh, Porsche Hugo Boss store in the um, Delta Terminal. Mm-hmm. And we have an Economist News and Gift sports store, and then we have uh, USA Today and Relay Cable Coffee in the uh, North Terminal. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. last year, uh, year before last, I forget it's 2016 now. Um, we did another joint venture with Jose Branded Foods out of Atlanta, and we pursued some of the restaurant business at the airport, and we were awarded. 10 of the 25 new restaurants in the Delta Terminal. Oh, my goodness. So in in, in the what where, terminal? Yeah, in the Delta, what in the terminal? McNamara Terminal. Oh, yeah, okay, the again terminal. in the Detroit Wayne. Oh, at that Detroit, that's yeah, at the Wayne DTW, County DTW, Metro. Right. I forget, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, this is all Detroit, folks. <laughs> You know, so you know when when we started our conversation, uh, Tanya, you talked about um, you really talked about a serial entrepreneur that you are, and clearly you are. You've got retail stores and businesses out at the airport. You've got your Forever Fresh. You know, you just you you try tried some things with some other products, but, you know, your core passion is your forever fresh. And, you know, through all of this, being the serial entrepreneur, um, has, has there been, you know, throughout your career as you're, you're moving and grooving, being a game changer, who's had an impact on you as, as a, a business leader? Is there someone who's been a mentor to you or... Uh, someone who made has made a tremendous impact on you as an entrepreneur and, and kind of helped you along the path that you're on now. You know, and I tell people this all the time. It's interesting. I first of all, I love to read. I'm a passionate reader, and I love to read uh, historical fiction, history and historical fiction. But but one of my uh, um, historical figures that I admire is Madam C.J. Walker. Uh-huh. I read a lot and I look at, I just can't even imagine how this woman did what she did. You're talking about the first millionaire female, black or white. And her work ethic at how she did what she did in a time, in the time times that she did it. I I look at people, I have Heroes and sheroes all over the place. And I tell people this all the time. You don't have to be in their company. Just watch them. Watch how they operate. You can watch people and observe people from afar. Um, I, look at, I look at President Obama. I, I admire how he handles controversy, how he mm-hmm. handles constant criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, you know, if I could be as half as elegant <laughs> as that under fire, you know, um 
his negotiation skills. All of those are business skills mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I watch, I watch people. I watch how they carry themselves. Even when I was very, very, very mm. young, I remember watching my pastor's wife, how elegant this woman was. And I thought, you know, I like the way she carries herself. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. the way she dresses. And I, well, the Bible tells you, Mark the perfect man. And so I look at the characteristics, the positive in people, and if it's something that I like, I don't mind borrowing it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind taking it. And I have had um, uh, mentors. I've had so many people that that have helped me in so many ways. But I, I can tell you, a lot of times it's just from me observing people. Mm-hmm. I learn so much from watching other people and, and, and how they conduct their business. Yeah, and as you watch them, and I, I really love that, uh, you know, one of your heroes is Madam C.J. Walker, uh, you know, just a phenomenal, bad sister. Um, oh, yeah. You know, with all of, her, all of her hair products and just, you know, what she did with hair and how she just, you know, just was just so successful, just a phenomenal, phenomenal hero. And and one of the things I was wondering, as you look at people like or learn and read about Madam C.J. Walker, as you look at President Obama, as you observe so many mentors and look at people, what's the is there one characteristic that you think stands out that says, you know, this is a leader, this is an entrepreneur? Just is there one thing that just seems common? with all of these uh, folks that you admire and learn from as as you are the successful entrepreneur? I, you know, when I when I look at the lives and the people they touch and inspire, they live mm-hmm. a life that inspires people. And I can tell you, mm-hmm. if I looked at a person who was arrogant and conceited, that would inspire me. So I think the common ingredient of a great leader is humility. If you are not humble and are willing to go above and beyond to help other people, you've got to be humble. You've got to be grateful because life's not promised to anyone. But when people see that humility, that to me, that's, I think that's what attracts people, at least to me, because I, you know, I know, but by the grace of God, there go I. Mm-hmm. So I live my life every day. I really, really, really try to treat people the way I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I really, mm-hmm. really do. And and I think people see that. People see that, you know, I, I really want to go out of my way to help you. I mean, there's only so much time in the day. If, if I can't sit down with you an hour, I will point you into the right direction. People like authenticity, and I think yes. authenticity and humility are, to, to me, the most important attributes and characteristics of a leader mm-hmm. because that it's, it's those intrinsic um, characteristics that truly inspire people. You ever hear people say, oh, 
I can look at them and tell nobody like because they see it. They see what's inside you. And we think we're fooling people, but we're not. People can mm-hmm. see that. Yes. And so what advice, you know, we, we've just got a few more moments, and, and I know I wanted to ask you, what, you know, you, again, you're just such a successful entrepreneur, been in different business ventures. You got it going on. What, what advice would you give someone, someone else, some other woman who's going into a business, let's say for the first time, what what one or two things would you share well, with them well, or say things, to them? I, I would say, number one, ask yourself, what are you going in it for? If it's just for money, okay. that's not good enough. That's not a good enough reason, in my opinion. Um, okay. M- money is a byproduct of your passion to me. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember my accountant said, you know, you got to start making money with these pants. You can't keep giving out samples. Because <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was asking <laughs> okay. okay. you want to try them on? He said, okay, now you got to start selling these, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm passionate about it. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very passionate. Okay. Um, my motivation for business, I mean, I, 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 my ultimate goal is to be a philanthropist. But mm-hmm. I also okay. love that I can control, I'm in more control of my time. Okay. That's very important to okay. me. So right. if you are a person, you know, if, you, if you're going into business, you know, I would, I would ask that you think about why you're going into business, um, if it's to help people. Obviously, yeah, everybody has to make money. That, that's a given. But that should not be the driving force for you going into business. Mm-hmm. And, and have fun. I mean, my, my okay. uh, fun. position mm-hmm. I'm in now, you've got to have fun. I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy what I do. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can take, you know, these, these opportunities allow me to to do some of the things I love to do. And I'm a big golfer. I, I love playing golf. Mm-hmm. So okay. that, that's one of the things that, uh, and I don't know how much time we have, but even with NABO, we, we have a big golf outing and we teach women mm-hmm. Who don't know how to play? We actually have a um, uh, lessons for women who don't know how to play, and then they play like mm-hmm. part three, mm-hmm. you know, five or six holes, and then everyone else plays mm-hmm. eighteen. But we mm-hmm. teach women that's a business tool, and so mm-hmm. um, that's that's one of the things exactly. That I do. Right, because many deals are made on the on the greens. Um, oh, so many. You know, you, so many. That's right. As you teeing up, you know, you can get all kinds of business ideas um and uh, well that's 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 good so so know why you're going to business and have fun and and uh that's yeah have fun in doing it and and I also heard you say that you know as again with all you've got going on all your success in business you know what you're really looking for you're looking forward to be a being a philanthropist and giving back, giving to that greater purpose, and and I so much believe that um, you know that that's a you know fundamental part of being a great leader, and that is what you in fact can give back, and that that's really what what makes a difference. Um, Tanya, um, we we just have a couple more seconds, in fact, but how can people uh, connect with you? Give it, give us your website. Yeah, um, they can go to foreverfresh.com, mm-hmm. 
and foreverfresh.com. Yep, com. And if they want to connect with NABO, it is N-A-W-B-O-G-B-C, and that stands for Greater Detroit Chapter. Okay. And we would love to get women. We uh, NABO has a NABO Greater Detroit has a Facebook page. They can link up. Oh, terrific! On Facebook, we've got great. Yeah. We have our our airport fountain bar. Uh, We have a Facebook page for. Uh, Fountain Bar, they want to take a look at that. And I, I, I have to put a plug in for my, my oldest daughter, and I'm very proud of her because I've taught my kids to give back. Yeah. My my oldest daughter just did a GoFundMe campaign for oh. to raise uh, water for Flint. And in 30 days, oh, she raised $1,000. And oh. uh, GoFundMe actually gave her... Ten thousand. She won ten thousand from GoFundMe because she raised so much money in a short period of time. Oh, so fantastic. she has been giving out water in Flint. So we're we're excited for her and for all the young women. We <laughs> we want women to continue to grow their businesses. Tanya, phenomenal woman. You are game changer, entrepreneur. Thank you so much for being with us, and we want to again welcome you back next week uh, when our guest is Nancy Kipling, author of Unconventional Leadership. Thanks for tuning in to Dr. Geneva Speaks. Dr. Geneva Williams, an expert facilitator and leadership coach, lecturer, and keynote speaker. For more information on Dr. Geneva, visit her online at www.drgenevaspeaks.com. That's drgenevaspeaks.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 